A River to Cross, A Story of Life, Chapter 57. The real issue is authority. Quote, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Matthew 28, 18. What was the real problem when I was using my father's Jeep, guns, pier, and other resources the way that suited me? Was it that my father did not want me to have the use of good things? No. In retrospect, I do not know how any person could have been more generous to me than he and my mother were. The problem was all mine. I failed to acknowledge and come under the authority over me. This pattern has been emblematic of my entire life, doing things Hollis's way, that is to say, wrong. I had a discussion with someone about this issue recently. I was putting forth this entire principle of sin being deeper than the action omission in question. In that exchange, I employed the following analogy. You tell your child, do not eat the cookies I just baked. They are for after supper. As soon as you leave, the child eats the cookies anyway, and that is a sin. But where does that sin come from? What is the underlying problem? The serious issue is not about cookies. Cookies are actually great for the child in the right time, place, and amount. The deeper and real issue with the cookies is a failure to understand and honor your position as the parent with authority over the child. Authority that, by the way, is for the child's good and not the child's harm. If the child understood you have the authority and that's all he needs to know, too, because as a part of your position, which he is failing to recognize, you have perfect vision. You know what is really needed. You know what is good for him and when and in what amounts, and you would never withhold good but only danger or evil from him. By failing to honor your authority, the child has acted to his own harm. The most important principle the child can ever learn, the most important thought the child will ever have as a child, is my parent loves me, cares for me, watches out for me, gave birth to me, and so knows infinitely more than I know about my needs and my desires in the proper way to fulfill them. Four, the child must know that recognizing you as parent is the most important principle, truth, that he can ever learn as a child. Honoring the authority of the parent is so important that in a very real way, as a child and later as an adult, the child's life hangs in the balance because you are only ever going to give him good gifts and you are only ever going to deny him hurtful things and you will not say no for sake of frustrating him but to save and protect him. Was it a sin to eat the cookies? Yes. Was eating the cookies the ultimate sin here? No. The child failing to fully recognize, honor, trust, and revere the place of the parent is the real sin and the long-term tragedy here. 1. Because she is my mother, nothing else needs to be said. 2. But also because she loves me and knows best. 3. Cookies are good, but eaten outside of mom's perfect plan, what is good becomes harmful and destructive. 4. 
Becoming parent himself, pridefully doing things his own way, is a destructive, disrespectful decision, destroying the relationship and life itself. The sinfulness of eating cookies is not the eating of the cookies, but the spirit, parenthesis, I reject your position, authority, love, knowledge, and put myself in authority. The cookies are eaten in. What is the ultimate issue in life? Who has authority? Who has the say-so? Who is really in control? When we know and acknowledge the true authority of God in our lives, the pieces of life's puzzle fall into place. In Paul's letter to the church at Rome, this issue is so clearly and precisely laid out in precept upon precept. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their heart to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. Romans chapter 1 verses 16 through 32. When we take time to really hear what God is saying here, the message is so clear.
When we acknowledge God's place of authority, God's real position in time and eternity, we have sound wisdom for life. If we fail or refuse to acknowledge who God is and that he is God, we are swapping what is real and solid for what is not. We are making a choice that will affect our thinking in every way. God does not coerce us. He gives us over to our own choices, and the results are always disastrous when we fail to acknowledge his authority. I am just now seeing that this was my life's battle, the battle over authority. It is with regret that I must acknowledge I completely rejected God's ultimate authority for much of my life. I rejected it in the ultimate sense of not obeying his call on me to preach. And this was my greatest sin because I followed me instead of God. However, I also rejected God's authority directly and indirectly in lack of respect for my father's things, in failing to respect a myriad of other boundaries that were there for a reason. This is why I kept winding up in hospitals and emergency rooms and surgical suites and various treatment programs. I did things my way. I wasn't intentionally injuring myself, but I was purposefully, even if sometimes unknowingly as to the significance, rejecting anyone's attempt to tell me what to do. I think C.S. Lewis is a person who said something to the effect of, quote, pride is the ultimate sin, end quote. In essence, he said pride is what made the devil be the devil. He refused to honor God's authority and to place God before and above all. It is the same thing Adam and Eve did, and I have been right in their footsteps for most of my life. I now see for the first time that even my good, quote, preaching, end quote, was done on my terms, in my way, and within the boundaries I wanted. That is why today, February 28, 2017, as I write this chapter, I am declaring to God, here I am, Lord, take me. I am not on my own. I am yours. Let's put this in context. This is not some great act. This is me at 63 after more than 50 years of rebellion, after I have used up a great deal of my time here, and after my body has seen its better days, finally coming to the simple place that was my basic duty all of my life. The sinfulness of sin is refusing to honor God, refusing to acknowledge God's authority over all and in all. I am in God's hand and have no power, no authority, no ability other than what he specifically gives me. How can I not yield to him in all things? His creation declares his glory, and either I get it or I reject him. There is no middle ground. Wisdom begins with understanding and obeying the position and authority of God and those placed by God in authority over us.